Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the second episode of the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast. We are now officially part of the Squib Kick Radio Network. I am your co-host, Kenneth the Meneth Cotterell, and I am joined here today by my co-host, Jet the Birdman Folk. Jet, how are you doing today? Oh, I mean, I'm still getting called Birdman, so pretty good. <laughs> that was in no way a shot at the size of your nose. Um, so, uh... Episode 2, we're going to be uh, looking at uh, what happened in free agency, as that's been the big topic in sports. Uh, We had our predictions last week. Uh, To say that they did not go well would be a gross understatement. Uh, We predicted eight free agents destinations. Uh, I had a whopping two to your three. Uh, What are your thoughts, Jeff? Well, I... It appears I ran away with it. I just uh, completely outclassed you in the knowledge and sources, and here we are. I am victorious, calling free agency. Yeah, you are the victor here, I guess. Uh, funny enough, uh, about five minutes after we finished recording the last pod, uh, we saw that Vucevic had re-signed in, in <laughs> Orlando, and I just knew that it was going straight downhill from there. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. We're going to be doing a team-by-team breakdown uh, based on where they finished in their division last year. Uh, so we're going to get started right away uh, with the Knicks. Go ahead. Okay. I think with the Knicks, what we're seeing here is guys just trying to, you know, fill seats at this point. It's pretty sad what happened there. I'm happy about the Julius Randle signing for them. I think that's a big deal. I think he's very good and he's going to be on their team for a long time. But everybody else, that's just, they're just trying to put a team together that gets more than 17 wins. Yeah, um, looking at the Knicks, I agree. The, Rand- the Randall contract's going to be really good. I mean, three years, $63 million. When you're seeing what he put up last year, uh, he's definitely worth that kind of money, if not more. Um, I don't think that the other guys that they've been signing have been as bad, at least some of them. I mean, I do like Wayne El- Ellington. Two years, $16 is pretty good. Uh, Reggie Bullock is that's a little bit of an overpay but I mean at this point they uh, they've got cap room to use and I mean the fact that all these guys are on two-year deals minus Randall I think that's going to be fine for them moving forward Um, if I degrade them I'd give them a C minus on this I mean it's an F because you missed on the guys that you created cap room for it's as if you had Kristaps Porzingis on the team and uh yeah so I'll go C plus for the Knicks just because they landed Randall and I think that's pretty cool but holy to to the news to come out that Kawhi had a lined up interview and they turned it down what are you doing yeah Dolan Dolan's a dumpster fire I mean there's there's no two ways about it uh next we're going to get into the Nets which I mean to me they were the big winners of free agency they get an A++ I mean, they got two of the best three guys in free agency, uh, signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And not only that, but I mean, the addition of DeAndre Jordan, it, the contract is going to be fine. I mean, four years, $40 million for him is, is an okay deal. But also adding Garrett Temple and Wilson Chandler, who are both guys that are going to gonna be in the rotation and they're actually going to be... Uh, helping the team win is going to be huge for them. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to say A- minus just because I'm going to temper my expectations. See, with a major injury like an Achilles, we've seen some players really, really decline really fast. And I worry about that. Now, KD's a bit of a different animal. We're talking about the second, third best player in the league. He might come back and be just fine, and I could be completely wrong. But for now... I'm going to say A-minus, because if he doesn't come back at at least 80%, that could be yikers, man. 
Yeah, it, it could be a disaster there if he doesn't come back at 100%, but also the fact that they've kept guys like Jared Allen there, who is a really good piece for them. I mean, unfortunately, they lost the great Jared Dudley, and he will be sadly missed, uh, but he'll be fine in La La Land. We'll discuss him in a little bit here, but uh, next up, we got the Celtics, who are... Uh, they were pretty good last year. A uh, little bit of a dysfunctional locker room there. Ultimately, I think what led to Kyrie leaving. But, I mean, bringing in Kemba Walker and, and the Enos Cantor as well, I think that's going to be fine for them. Uh, I've got them at a B plus. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm going to go also with an A- minus for the Celtics. Reason being is because I think that Kyrie, and this is just my opinion, but I think he's a little bit overrated. And I think Kemba goes a little bit underrated because he's been buried in Charlotte. You don't talk about Charlotte. Nobody cares about Charlotte. So Kemba's going to have the opportunity to finally have a bit of a spotlight here. And we'll see how he works. Jason Tatum's going to open up some shots now. Uh, if Hayward comes back even at 75-80% of what he used to be capable of, that's going to look pretty nice. And you got to imagine Brown takes another step forward too. So I, I like that match a lot better than Kyrie being there. Yeah, I think Kyrie's always been a bit more of an individual guy. Kemba's been more of the leader. I mean, he had to be in Charlotte. Um, he is a national champion, as we discussed last time. And I don't know, I think, I think the Celtics are going to be just fine. They're going to settle in. They're clearly a playoff team. How far they go in the playoffs, we'll have to see how, how these pieces mix together and whether some of these young guys do progress. Uh, next up, we've got the 76ers, who, I uh, safe to say, they spent some money when it came to free agency. Did they ever? And I'm just, I'm not sure really why, because Tobias Harris, five years, $180 million. I mean, that to me is a really massive overpay. I mean, you're essentially paying two mil a year for, or two mil for every one point that he scored, and because mm-hmm. he was an 18 point a game guy, and that's just it doesn't look too great with that. But well, like we discussed in our uh, pre-show discussions, Tobias Harris and Al Horford combining for 63 mil cap hit a year, like that's that's a lot of money to be paying guys that are big and long and not really known for shooting entirely. Um, it's kind of a shooter's league, but we'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent there, right? So I'm not going to knock them too hard. We'll see how it looks. Uh, although I do think a lot of the, what the 76ers' success looks like comes just out of Joel Embiid and what his mood is that day and how healthy he is. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully that malaria that I talked about last time is cleared up. Yeah, so my uh, final grade for them, I'm just going to go with C. I think they just kind of stayed even. Yeah, and I mean, bringing back Mike Scott and then having James Ennis as well as getting Josh Richardson back from Miami in that sign-and-trade, they did okay in free agency. They're going to be another top four team in the East. We'll be contending to make it to the finals, but... I just think down the road, those contracts, once you start getting into year three and four, are going to come back to bite you a bit. And I would have shredded them about um, losing Butler if they didn't get Richardson back. Yeah, That's why I'm keeping with the even keel C, because I do like Richardson a lot. Yeah, Richardson's a nice piece for them for sure. Um, and lastly, we've got the Raptors. They had Marc Gasol who opted into to his deal. Um, but th- their free agency completely hinges on uh, what Kawhi is going to do. Uh, as of right now, he is not signed anywhere. Uh, and because of that, neither has Danny Green because he's kind of just riding riding on his shoulders at this point. But yeah. 
Yeah, no, this free agency goes just like any other free agency except for the fact that they have a chance to retain Kawhi because, frankly, they just don't get guys to sign there. They never do. And it is what it is. So with that, I give it a C minus. And I feel like their cap is always at like a B minus at at the most for free agency. But if they get Kawhi, there's an A plus. <laughs> yeah, they they're definitely going to move up if they retain him. And I mean, ultimately, if they don't, uh, a lot of these guys aren't going to be under contract at the end of next year. So they could be going full rebuild with just moving forward with Siakam and a couple others. Um, so that, that's the breakdown of that division. We're going to move on to the central now. Um, the Cavs, um, F minus. I mean, th- there's no, no two ways about this. They, all that they did was sign Dean Wade. Nope. That is not Dwayne's son, uh, on a two way contract. So that just goes to show the potential that they've gotten this guy, but you made no moves. You dumped no contracts. I mean, it's it's just, it's disgusting to watch. Yeah, I gave them a Z because I couldn't really think of a literal grade that could be lower than the lowest expectation. So I just made my own. Z. These guys are like, what are you doing? Do, yeah. Do you have anybody in your organization with half a brain? Yeah. But- I'm willing to shred the cows until they prove me otherwise, and they keep proving us right. They don't have anybody in their front office that knows a thing about basketball. Well, that's because they unfortunately lost their general manager in LeBron James a couple years ago, and they just haven't... Apparently, the the opening's just been vacant, because they've just They're been, still at the LeBron funeral. Yeah, it's it's really just... It, it's sad to watch. Move on. Move <laughs> on, for sure. And next up, we've got the Bulls, who, quite frankly, aren't much better. I'm giving them a D-plus on this one, like... Thaddeus Young, three years, forty-one million. That that's going to be an okay contract. He's he's a serviceable guy. He's going to give you uh, quite a bit on both ends of the floor. But not really sure why they're bringing in Sadoransky. You've already got Kobe White and Chris Dunn. That might be a sign that Dunn's on his way out. Because if White's on his way out, I really just don't understand <laughs> what what's happening there. You'd hope they wouldn't draft a guy to have him out instantly. <laughs> yeah, hasn't even played in summer league for all I know. Uh, and then Archie Diacono, three years, nine million. I mean, he's a national champion, but he hasn't really had a, a memorable run in the league so far. So yeah, I I definitely think the Bulls aren't uh, aren't moving in the right direction right now. Although they did dump Robin Lopez, which is going to take a little bit of the comedic factor of him fighting mascots out of it. But it'll just be moved to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, that'll just be entertaining. I hope him and Brooke just team up and start tag team in some of these guys i'm sure that'll be a storyline <laughs> for sure uh next up we've got the pistons uh bringing in derrick rose on two years 15 million i mean derrick rose is kind of the feel-good story of the league last year with him coming back from all the injuries that he had he had that 50 point game and i just think uh he's a guy that could replace reggie jackson at the point um he's clearly shown that he's got all the talent in the world it's just whether or not he can stay healthy um, outside of that, Markeith Morris coming in as well. I'd give this one a C. I don't know about you, Jet. But... Yeah, like C plus, uh, B minus territory. I like Rose when he's healthy uh, for 7.5 mil. If he can sustain his health, that's that's a great signing. Uh, these are good good quality guys. Uh, Tim Frazier uh, and Markeith Morris coming off the bench would be nice. Um, just, you know, I think they're just trying to sell tickets, really. Which is fine. You can save face for a couple of years and go for a build another year. That's that's understandable. 
Uh, so we'll see how that kind of looks this year. Yeah, they're probably going to hover around that 7 to 10 range in the East. They could they could be as high as 7 and they could end up missing the playoffs. It's just there's such an unknown that uh, and there's quite a few teams that have gotten better that uh, could take them out. What I appreciate about appreciate about them and what I also appreciated about uh, teams like the Mavs was they never quit and they were never tanking and like I can that goes a long way with true basketball fans I think is you don't like to see what the Knicks were doing with yeah. that. like they're giving games away that's ugly that doesn't look good no it it it's kind of leaves a, a bit of a stain on the league when they're doing stuff like that. Uh, for sure. Um, n- next up, we've got the Indiana Pacers, who I think they had a great free agency all around. I mean, Indiana, like Toronto, they're not one of those places where I think big name guys are going to sign. They kind of hit the lottery on Oladipo uh, as far as that went. And I mean, Brogdon, four years, 85 million. He was a 50 40 90 guy. I said last week that I thought that someone was going to pay for him, and they definitely did, but. Uh, he's going to come in and start for them at point guard. Jeremy Lamb, that's an okay contract. Three years, 31 and a half. He's probably going to come in and start at the, the small forward position. Yeah. And then you got TJ McConnell as well, and then kind of a couple no-names. But, uh, yeah, I think it was overall a good free agency for them. Yeah, no, I'm giving them a B plus. Uh, I just I like that they're surrounding Depot with some players. Uh, letting uh, Bogdanovich go, I think that was bound to happen. Uh, which is fine because he was going to get paid. So you might as well save your money and give it to Brogdon. You know, I, I think that that's a better fit with Oladipo. And uh, with guys like Sabonis and Turner already there as bigs, they, they're going to really push this year. Darren Collison retiring too, it kind of hurt them as well because I think they did have a chance at bringing him back. Especially with uh, Brogdon coming in, I think that he would have been a great guy to to play with him but uh he he did retire and he had a great career which is awesome to see um next up we got the bucks uh i'm gonna give them a b um mostly due to the gross overpay on middleton that we talked about last week because five years 178 for a one-time all-star east all-star for that matter that's I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Chad? Well, okay. So first, my grade's going to be a B-. minus. Um, I just, I, I'm not sold on Middleton as this, like, all-star type guy. He might just be a one-time all-star. Like, it, I, th- I think it's because the East is a bit weak, and you can kind of fit him in and whatever. He's, he's good defensively. I'm not going to deny that. And can he chip in 20 points here and there? For sure. I just don't know that that's consistent. You're going to need somebody that can get more towards the 25 if you're going to pay him like that. Yeah, I definitely think that he, he would be a, a fine number three on a team. Uh, he, he reminds me a lot of a Tobias Harris where I would be fine yeah. if he's, he's our third option. Um, and right now he's their second, and that, I think that's going to be a mistake down the road. But, I mean, they, that being said, they did bring back Brooke Lopez, who had a phenomenal year last year, George Hill coming back. I mean, just the Lopez brothers, because now we've got Robin there as well, which that's a bit of an overpay at five mil a year, but it'll be entertaining to see those two, especially if they're on the floor at the same time. The problem we discussed about Brooks, though, is that he got the length. He got four years out of that at $13 million. so that could be a problem down the road, but maybe it's not. 
And one signing that they did make that I think flew under the radar was Wesley Matthews. They got him on a league minimum. He's a guy that's proven that he can shoot threes, and, and he'll contribute for them for sure. So uh, watch out for Wesley Matthews this year. I think he's going to have a good year there. And, Makes up for some Brogdon scoring that they'd be losing. Yeah, and I mean, Mirtich leaving for overseas as well, that's, that's going to hurt them a bit, but that's okay down the road. Um, next up, we've got by far the worst division in basketball, which is the Southeast. Uh, we got, we're starting off with the Hawks here. I got to give them an F. I mean, you got a two-way contract But guy. Ken, Ken, wait, wait, wait. They got the star of Peanuts. They signed Charlie Brown. Oh, man. That's a big deal, isn't it? Poor, I don't know, his bald head, he's kind of cute. Poor joke, but <laughs> I... Not as big of a joke as, as what they did in free agency, let's face it. I mean, you just traded for Chandler Parsons where... I, I don't know what hole he crawled out of because apparently he's still in the league. And, <laughs> I mean, they gave up Hill and Plumley. Hill I'm a little bit less upset about. I mean, he's kind of just been passed around this mm. offseason. Yeah, I was going to make a joke there, but I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, let's let's not touch that one. Um, and Plumley Plumley will be a, a rotational guy probably uh, in Memphis. He'll be behind Valanchunas and maybe some other guys. But <laughs> Yeah, instead of an F, I'm going to have them catch this L. Because that's a tough one. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Tough free agency. Um, next up, we've got the Wizards. I've actually got them at a B plus. which when free agency started, I didn't think that it was even possible for them to get a grade that high. Um, just seems like the franchise is, they don't know where they're going. But apparently they do now because they're going to be led by Isaiah Thomas at the point guard position. When John Wall is going to be out probably most of the year, if not all of it. And I mean, one year, two point three million for a guy who a couple years ago was averaging over twenty five points a game. I think that's going to be great for them. And then they got some rotational guys. Thomas Bryant was a bit of an overpay, three years, twenty five million. But Ish Smith will be will be a serviceable backup with Sadaransky leaving. Yeah, I'm right there with you with the B plus. I think like Isaiah is the best you could have got for that price tag tag by a mile. Like it's not even close. I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, John Wall is obviously very, very injured. They don't even know when he's going to be back, what he's going to look like. So that's a good replacement for now to at least maybe pick up a couple wins. But, yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And next up, we've got the Miami Heat, who I think that if we had one of And next up, we've got uh, the team that's run by one of the basketball geniuses in Pat Riley, and that's the Miami Heat because, I mean, He's got to get an A-plus for this free agency. They were a team that I believe missed the playoffs last year, just barely, and he somehow dumped Hassan Whiteside. They looked like they were in cap jail, and they dumped Whiteside to Portland. I mean, they signed and traded for Jimmy Butler, so they've now got a star moving forward. We didn't like the Josh Richardson leaving, but you're getting you're getting the best player there. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Losing Josh Richardson out of it for me moves it to a B plus, but uh, you got to do what you got to do, and I'm not going to fault him for that. Jimmy's a superstar; uh, he's going to be awesome. He's been needing to be just on his own and get his own team. So good, good on him. He can go live in the sun. Miami's a competitive team every year. That'll be fun to watch. Definitely. Uh, next up, we've got the Charlotte Hornets, who. Uh... They didn't really do a whole lot besides losing Kemba Walker. They did replace him with Terry Rozier. I think we're a little bit divided as far as the, the contract of three years, $58 million. I think it's going to be a fine contract. 
They need someone to run their team. Rogier has proven in Boston that he is a serviceable guy. He can definitely run point guard on a bad team, which is what this is ultimately going to be. They're going to be a bad team for a couple of years. And I, I think the contract's going to be fine because by they're not landing any free agents. And by the time that contract runs out, they might have a couple guys around them. Well, I'm going D minus. Uh, reason being, either you're paying Terry Rozier nearly $20 million to not be good, or you're paying him $20 million to be good and mess up your chances at getting a better draft pick. So pick your poison. I mean, not what's the point of this signing? I don't like it. I mean, I think it ultimately all that Rozier does is he comes in, he's going to be the guy that runs the point, he's going to run the show. They dumped Jeremy Lamb, they dumped Kaminsky, not that that was a huge loss, but I don't know, I don't even think Rozier there is necessarily going to affect wins, I just think that it's a guy that, it, the contract's going to be fine, ultimately. Three years, by that time, hopefully they have a guy or two around them. Uh, next up we've got the Magic. Uh, I've got them at a B, I think. Uh, retaining Vucevic, who was the first-time All-Star last year, 25 mil a year for a guy that was actually an All-Star, unlike Tobias Harris. Uh, that That's going to be fine, 25 mil a year for that guy. Terrence Ross, that's an overpay, four years, 54 million for pretty average swingman. But I do like Aminu coming in, three years, 29 million. That's not a contract that's going to hurt you, nine mil a year for, for a serviceable three-man three definitely should be okay i mean i'm fine with giving a b there for sure uh you would think though with being in orlando that they'd be a bit more of a destination to live at you know what i mean but it seems like it's kind of tough for them to get guys so they're sort of overpaying uh ross and aminu like a little bit not not this isn't like crazy crazy money but it's just enough that you're kind of like hmm i wonder what's going on there you know what i mean yeah they it seems like they're just content on making the playoffs and not really making a run like, I, I don't really get it either, what the direction of the team is. I just think keeping Vucevic will be big because he has been good for a long time. He finally got his due of being an all-star. And, I mean, they just need to find somebody. Mo Bamba doesn't look as going to be that guy. Uh, Still has the best song in the league, though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we haven't heard Lillard's album drop, but uh, it definitely is. It is a banger. Uh, so now we're moving over to the Western Conference, and we're going to be starting with the Northwest. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, uh, yeah, the T-Wolves, those memorable T-Wolves. <laughs> they, uh, they've really, they dumped Taj Gibson, which was nice. Letting go of D-Rose hurts a bit. But, I mean, they brought in Noah Vonley and Jordan Bell on cheap deals, one-year deals. They got to dump Wiggins at some point. Like, we're going to touch on him a little bit later. And, I mean, yeah, they, they, need to, they need to do more. I just don't know what that is right now. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, dumping those contracts will be fine. I'm going to give them a B-minus on this because... I mean, I'm just going C because I, I think they kind of just stayed even. Losing D-Rose sucks. Losing Todd Gibson is awesome. Um, yeah, like you said, Wiggins, he's still a baby. Long story. We'll get to that. Um, Von Lee, nice signing. Uh, that was kind of a guy that, uh, teams like the Lakers were targeting as maybe they could get for a cheap deal. And so he got scooped up. And as you know, I'm a bit of a Warriors fan. Broke my heart a little bit that I couldn't get my Jordan Bell back for 1.6. Really? 
whatever. I guess uh, you move on. So. And we were talking about this before the show, where if Jordan Bell can come in and he's going to be behind Towns, but if he can come in and give them a, a good season, he is only on a one-year deal. He could be one of those guys that's due next year for a three-year, yeah. you know, $24 million deal. This is a prove-it contract. One year, 1.6. We'll, we'll get you in our rotation. Let's see what you got, kid. Yeah, just show us something and, and we'll maybe throw some money your way. Uh, next up, we've got the Oklahoma City Thunder, who, I mean, they're they're in cap jail as well, but unfortunately they don't have Pat Riley there to actually help them alleviate the situation. Uh, they brought back Nerlens Noel, added Alec Burks and Mike Muscala, so at least they've got a bit of shooting. I mean, it's a pretty underwhelming free agency for a team that's grossly overpaying an overrated superstar in Russell Westbrook, so I'm going to give him a D on that one. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was just going to say, you know what you could do, OKC? Trade Westbrook. But, alas, he's such a god down there with his triple-doubles. You you stick to your second-round outs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The Thunder aren't really scaring anybody. Paul George, I mean, he was essentially a ghost in the postseason. You didn't even really see him. And, I mean, that's because Russ loves to do his dribble, 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 brick a three-pointer. And uh, that's going to hurt them for sure. Uh, the Utah Jazz are up next, and I love what they're doing in Utah. They're doing some cool stuff, man. I never thought I'd say I love what they're doing in Utah, but there's a first time for everything. I mean, Bogdanovich, a little bit of an overpay probably, for your 73, but he's going to come in right away. He might take Engel's spot, which, I mean, moving Engel's to the bench isn't even a bad thing. Oh, that's that'd be just, nice. That, that'd be a great bench piece for them. They've got Moutier to back up Connolly. Mm -hmm. They brought in Jeff Green, Solid which can we please get off the third year in a row of Jeff Green getting near league minimum money? This guy is a talented basketball player. Someone should be signing this guy for a couple years, and, I mean, that's a steal for Utah getting him for that. And one of my kind of under-the-radar contracts was Ed Davis going there, a guy who is – you know, former Raptor, but also former Trailblazer, was really good for both squads. And two years, ten million—that's that's a pretty good contract. So I got them at an A. Yeah, with with uh, Conley and Donnie Mitchell already there, I'm I'm gonna say A minus. Yeah, that's just you you hit the nail on the head with all of those. Uh, I agree. Like that's Bogdanovich is gonna come in and play big minutes. That's gonna be really really nice in Utah, and they've needed that for a while. Yeah, for sure. And uh, next up, we've got the Trailblazers. I'm not really sure what they were doing. Rodney Hood, two years, $16 million. That'll be an okay contract. Tolliver and Hazonia, those aren't great players, but okay contracts. Yeah, fill your roster, I guess. He lost Myers Leonard. I don't really understand that because, I mean, he was great in the postseason for them, and he brought in Whiteside, who... If Nurkic is back healthy, Whiteside, you're going to be paying a bench guy over $25 million a year to sit there. Like, is that maybe one of those moves where it's like, yeah, Heat will help you out now and you help us out later? Because that's all I can really piece out of that. Yeah, I, unless they actually think that he should start over Nurkic, which I think would be a major mistake. Uh, I don't really understand that move uh, for them. And lastly, we've got the Denver Nuggets. Run it back. Running it back. You know, you had Paul Millsap staying for big money. And you also, I do like the fact that they locked down Jamal Murray long term. Uh, Millsap will be off your books at that point. We'll see if they've got anything out of Bull Bull. We'll touch on him in a little bit. 
And also, I mean, the Michael Porter Jr. injury today where he's going to be missing summer league action, that hurts a bit, but at least it's not the back. Yeah, no, I just feel for that kid. I always feel for guys that just keep getting injured. It's it's so crappy because you know that they want to be out there. Obviously, he got hurt, you know, in a basketball activity of some sort, right? So he's out there, he's working hard, he's trying to get there, and he's hurt again. You know, it's just tough. Yeah, but I mean, as a team, I do want to say Nuggets not doing anything. B plus, almost A. Don't touch it. It's going good. Just keep rolling. Develop. Develop. Yeah, you got the Joker there, and I mean, you saw this with Michael Porter as well as Harry Giles. Like when you get a big injury like that, I mean, those guys were like the top high school players coming out, and to have big injuries like that is sad to see. I really hope that Michael Porter Jr. is good to go. For preseason and regular season action, I think that he could be a great player in their rotation. He's going to get easy looks with Jokic and Murray being there. The attention is going to be on them. And I mean that that when he got drafted there last year, I think we both thought that that was a steal for well, him. Well, he's treading into new territory. He spent his entire basketball career being the best player on the floor always, and now he gets to roll in and be the third option. That's pretty cool, and that's going to be something that he's going to either adjust to and work well with. Or just peter out. Well, and we're saying third option. There's a very real possibility that he could become that second option there. For sure, for sure. And, I mean, yeah, what more can you ask for for a guy that I believe was picked 14th last year, like a mid-first guy? That's that's pretty good for them. Well, my thought process just is obviously Jokic is your number one, and I'm high on Jamal Murray. Yeah, definitely. Next up, we've got the Pacific Division. I mean, the Phoenix Suns. Ricky Rubio! F minus, 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 minus. That could go on forever because I cannot stand what the Suns did this free agency. They're my big losers, quite frankly. Ricky Rubio, three years, 51 million. Wow. You're really putting more weight on Devin Booker's shoulders. This guy's going to have to drop 70, 80, 90 a game at this point for them to get 35 wins. Funny enough, I saw on Twitter today they had a picture of him holding up that 70-point sign, and they said that he was the only player that was left from that night, and that was two years ago. Oh. Uh, Not only that, Frank the Tank Kaminsky, two years, 10 million, don't really know why you're bringing him in. Uh, they still haven't brought back Ubre, who's, I believe, an RFA right now. I just, I don't understand it. And then on top of that, you dump Josh Jackson. You've literally given up on a guy who was drafted a couple years ago just behind Jason Tatum, and you're just dumping him already? Like, what's going on there, Jed? Well, First of all, my inside-outside sources are telling me that uh, Frank Kaminsky has been three years running the captain of the all-beer-pong team of the Summer League, so they really wanted to emphasize that. And when it came to opening up space for Ubre, well, let's trade away a guy that was drafted fourth overall. Like, let's do that and give up on him in two years. That makes sense. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. I can't make fun of the Suns any more than Kenny already does. They're just like, what are you doing? I feel awful for Aiden. I feel off, awful for Booker. It's I, I drew comparisons to Steve Nash and uh, Amari Stoudemire earlier today when we were talking about it. It's just sad. It is a sad organization. 
I mean, at this point, like you've you've got hard knocks in the NFL. Like, how have we not brought it in in the NBA so these two can actually duke it out so they can get some TV time? Because, like, quite frankly, NBA League Pass, there's got to be no viewers on the games when the Suns and Cavs are playing. Like, they might be duking it out for 10 wins. No, yeah, anybody watching is just for, like, fancy purposes, or they got, like, prop bets or something. They're, they're just hoping that Devin Booker and Trey Young are just lighting it up. Like, there's really... It's just sad. So, yeah, F it, minus, minus, minus. I, I'm down for that. Infinite minuses, for sure. Uh, next up, we've got the Lakers, my Lakers. Uh, they're at a D minus right now. Quite frankly... I did find the Jared Dudley picture hilarious of saying that he was part of the big three and it was him and AD and LeBron. <laughs> is that on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. If you get the chance, check Jared Dudley's Twitter. Man, is oh, that funny? It's, it's gold. But, I mean, Troy Daniels is an okay piece and so is Dudley. But, I mean, this completely changes if Kawhi ultimately goes there. That becomes an A+. Plus. That becomes your big four well, and because they, I consider Kuzma. Yeah, that's a four. They fill out three. the rest of their roster after that with you know rondos and stuff like that. So we we'll, we don't even really know what the Lakers are going to look like yet. No, just as of today, it's definitely it doesn't look great, but it it could improve in a heartbeat yep. depending on Kawhi. Uh, next up, we've got the Kings. <laughs> I actually, to be honest, they're duking it out with the Suns with some of these contracts that they that they dealt out. I mean. Harrison Barnes, four years, $85 million. Like, they do know that his Golden State title was, like, many years ago, right? When's the last Dwayne Dedman highlight you saw? Uh, I don't watch Hawks games, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they paid him 41 mil over three years. Corey Joseph, three years, 37. Trevor Reza, that's a bit of an overpay, but at least he's a, a guy that will help you moving forward. They made up for it a little bit with the Ariza and Holmes deals. I like those. But, yeah. like, those other three, holy. Two years, 10 million for Holmes. That's going to be okay. Like, I had Sacramento as that team that I thought could take over as the eight in the West. And with these contracts... That may happen, but, like, what are they going to do once they actually have to start paying some of these young guys, like Fox and Heald, and you got to go out and pay Bagley? Like, I just... I, and you let Willie Cauley-Stein walk. Yeah. For just over the minimum. <laughs> what what can Dwayne Dedman do that Willie Cauley-Stein couldn't? Exactly. I couldn't agree more on that. Next up, we've got the Clippers. They get a D, unless they get Kawhi. I like Beverly. I mean, he's overpaid, but... Yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, you cleared all that cap space. You dump Tobias. You do all these things. We know what they were trying to do, and it's kind of sad to think that they're going to miss, I, which I really do. It's Lakers or Raps seems to be the yeah the foregone race. So Yeah, I just don't think that even if Kawhi went there, that it's really making that much of a difference in the West. Like, I think come playoff time, he would be a really tough out. But regular season-wise, like... You can't even really load manage him that much because oh, it's they, the West. They, they were the eight. Yeah. Like, they it's, have to play him. You gotta, in the West, you have to scrap just to get to playoffs. And that's another reason why I think it's down to the Lakers and Raptors because they're the only teams that could really offer him load management because the Raptors are deep. And I mean, we were talking about this before. Like, him and LeBron would both be sitting 20 games trying to keep him fresh for playoffs, and it's just gonna be. Some nights Davis and Kuzma, it's just you guys. Go yeah. get 40 or, each. Or if there's a game they got to get, but, you know, Kawhi wants to sit, that's fine. Because LeBron had more time off this year than he's had in the last 15. Yeah, he's going to come back refreshed and I think ready to go for sure. And last up, we got the Warriors, which, I mean, Jet, your Warriors, 
They somehow turned losing Kevin Durant into a good free agency. Yeah, I mean, I I was as shocked as anybody. You messaged me and told me that they got D'Angelo Russell, and I didn't believe you. <laughs> and no, I'm not Woj. I just happened to read Woj's tweet when it came to yeah, that no, Russell I... signing. Although we do treat Woj as He's... the basketball god on he this podcast. Yeah. He definitely is... Uh, Contrary to what some other people think in, in regards to Woj. Yeah. I, Walking up Clay. I like that. Cl- uh, Clay, Russell, Looney for pretty cheap. Willie Colley Stein for nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, and there seems to be no market for Cousins, but he could be winding up back there pretty yeah, quick we here. Could, we could pay him nothing to sit on our bench, sure. Yeah, just start hollering at refs, probably pick up 10 <laughs> technicals playing 10 minutes a game. It'd be great. Someone to keep... Uh, Draymond in check so he quits scaring people away. They would just keep him there. <laughs> oh, that's it's shivering to think about that. Uh, and lastly, we're going to be talking about the Southwest here. Uh, the Mavs. Mavs a- crashed it. A minus. Yeah. Like, Porzingis, you locked him in. Like, the Knicks couldn't because yeah. James Dolan is. I don't even know. That guy needs water wings to eat soup at this point. <laughs> like, Seth Curry, four years, $32 million. Yeah, That's cool okay. Boban, I'm sad to see Toby and Bovi are broken oh, up. That that was the group that I didn't think that I needed in my life, but now need more than ever. And, uh, and we'll never them. see it again. And we'll never see it again. <laughs> uh, and then Finney Smith. That's an okay contract. Berea coming back. He was on that Mavs championship team. That beat LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Not one, not two. two. Oh, wait, no, yeah. The Mavs did just win one. But. Yeah, they did just win one, unfortunately. But, yeah, great free agency for them. Cuban proves again that he's a, a great executive, and, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I thought that maybe they'd make a run at a guy like Tobias or something like that. I was wrong, but I guess they saved all their money so they could make sure they have Kristaps forever, so that's a good idea. For sure. Um, next up, we've got the Pelicans. I thought that they had a great free agency, putting some guys around this young core that they have. Redick, two years, $26 million. He's just going to be a great shooter for them. Uh, Darius Miller and Nicolo Melli as well. Like, I think it was they didn't need to bring in a free agent because they don't know what they have in a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. But Redick is a great pro. He's someone that's going to help develop these you guys. Just, you can May- punch him into any lineup, and he'll just go and hit a couple threes. Like, that's his job. I mean, at this point, I'd just lock Lonzo Ball in a room for, like, <laughs> the summer and just have him watch J.J. Redick release a shot Yeah. and just say, learn how to do this. Yeah. And that would be all that they would need. Uh, yeah, so that, I'll give him an A as well. That's, that's very nice. Nice pickup. Uh, the Grizzlies... I don't really know what they were thinking. I mean, Valanchunas, three years, $45 million. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty funny that he was expecting more money, and they ended up giving him less than his last contract. Like, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. I mean, Valanchunas will be a serviceable center for them. They're not trying to win now. This is kind of a three-year, four-year build. And bye-bye, Parsons. Yeah. Actually, they might just move up dumping Chandler Parsons' corpse. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the San Antonio Spurs, very Spurs-esque, I mean, bringing back Rudy Gay and then adding Damari Carroll, who 
a lot of people forget was a really good player a number of years ago and i think him fitting into pop system yeah he's a great defender he does everything the right way and he's gonna work well with pops so you see spot moments of damari carroll still showing his elite ability defensively so if he can just punch that in in scenarios where they really need it that that goes miles so. I mean, like, he might have to cover two people because DeMar DeRozan still hasn't figured out <laughs> how to defend. But, I mean, uh, him still adding over 20 a game. He's still all-star caliber yeah. in the East. Um, <laughs> but he is all-star caliber. Uh, so they're going to be okay. You yeah. know, there's something to be said about averaging almost 25 points a game when you're only shooting twos. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very Jordan-esque yeah. for sure, minus the defense. Uh, and lastly, we've got the Houston Rockets. I mean, they were in cap jail. We knew this coming in. There was the discussions of the sign-and-trade for Butler. They met, they whiffed. Of all the good teams, this is the most dumpster, dumpster fire one, for sure. Like, of all the teams that are probably going to make playoffs and, like, make some noise, what is going on over there? It is a nuthouse. Like, Austin Rivers, that'll be okay. Gerald Green for one year. Yeah. Um... Daniel House, three years, eleven million. Is just, that wait? Did you put one too many ones in there? Just just to put that in perspective, uh, he's played sixty three total NBA games, averaging eight points per game, and you pay him almost four million a year. Why? <laughs> why, Jet? Why? I don't understand. Half a mil per point a game, I guess. Oh, it's just some of these contracts. They just sicken me it's almost like a panic move like oh we didn't get jimmy in the sign and trade what what do we do i don't know here's all this money here give it to daniel house yeah <laughs> like what i don't know okay oh yeah it just makes me sad to watch it uh so that just about wraps things up we've got a couple questions here that came in from uh some of our loyal listeners that have listened to our solid first episode <laughs> uh, if i don't say so myself i thought it was pretty good uh but we uh, we had a question come in from uh, our buddy Blaze. He wanted to know the best and worst contracts of free agency. Jet, I'll let you uh, start us off with that one. Well, first I'm going worst contract, and I'm going with Chris Middleton. Uh, you're paying him like $36 million to be, what, like barely, barely an East All-Star. Yeah. I was he I don't think he even averaged 20 points a game. I, I think he was just over 20 points. Was it? But he doesn't really contribute a lot like outside you, of the scoring. You paid him like you'd pay a guy like Campbell Walker who will get you 25-plus points a game. Yeah. I don't know. I agree that's a really bad contract. Who, who did you have as your uh, sneaky best contract? Sneaky best contract? Probably just based on money. Uh, money and what he could give you. Derek Rose for 7.5 mil if he's healthy. That's that's cool, man. He could actually make you somewhat of a contender in the East. So. Yeah, I, I like that contract as well. I went a bit of a different route uh, for my best. I thought Julius Randle, that's a great contract for me. I mean, I love the way he plays. Three years, 63 mil. They now have a proven guy to pair with Knox and RJ. And to me, this is a steal for a guy that averaged 21-9 and nine last year. Um, and my worst contract is definitely Tobias Harris. He's getting paid even more money than Chris Middleton to not be an all-star in the East because he was not last year. Now, granted, he was traded later on, but he wasn't an all-star in the West either. Let's 
What do you think of uh, Kevin Durant's contract not being assigned in trade and Brooklyn avoiding having to pay him an extra $50 million? I think that definitely helps them because I think that ultimately cleared the way for them signing Jordan and some of these other guys. That's a nice one. But just to touch quickly on the on the Tobias one, I mean, if the Knicks can get Randall for 20 mil, you're paying 36 mil a year for a guy who's never been an all-star. And yeah. he only averaged 18 last year. Yeah. So he averaged less and got 15 mil more. That's the only thing the Knicks did right, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, we've got a question from our buddy Dylan. He wanted to know what Bull Bull's potential is. You take the lead on this one because I don't know why you don't see the, seem to see what I see. But uh, I think his potential is he's either going to be a bench guy on a good team, starter on a bad team. That's not to say that's a bad thing because he's a second-round pick. He's shown he well, can shoot. But he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. But ultimately, he was a second rounder due to injury history and whatever else these scouts saw uh, from him. I mean, he can. He's got dribbling ability. He can shoot for a guy his size. He doesn't quite have the NBA body yet. I think it's pretty well known he's got to put on 30, 40 pounds. Otherwise, he's going to get knocked around a bit. But I mean, he's very Thon Maker like to me. Where if he can put on a bit of muscle, he can definitely be a serviceable guy. Yeah. My only problem with that comparison is that Thonmaker's not that good at basketball, and Bull Bull is. He can actually <laughs> shoot. He can actually dribble. Like, he's 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 what Thonmaker grew up hoping he could become someday. Um, I mean, I mean, Canadian Thonmaker can shoot the three. Let's not get too disrespectful. Okay, okay. Put some respect on Thon's name. I'm just saying Bull Bull's got some moves, man, and he's... The reason he's so down on weight was because he's hurt. He's healthy now. He's going to put on weight. I mean, he had weight at Oregon before he got hurt, and he was looking good. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, he could go a little bit higher than that. That's where I've got him right now until I actually see him with the weight on and everything. I mean, that, that's where I've got him right now, and I think your comparison mm-hmm. is pretty fair as well. Next up, we've got Cam. He wants to know, if Kawhi leaves, where do the Raptors finish next year? We're both pretty similar on this one. Uh, I've got him third in the East, If even if he leaves. Is that pretty close for you? There's a couple teams that could jump him. I still don't think they drop out of the top five. No, and, and I said... And the reason why is because, I mean, this is very much like the Hawks team of a few years ago, uh, or even Indiana last year. Like, they're deep enough to beat a ton of teams in the regular season, especially in the Eastern Conference. Um, as far as playoffs go, they might win one series, depending on the matchups, but that would really be their ceiling, I would think, hey, Jet? Well, I'm thinking it's, yeah, somewhere in the top five. Uh, their struggle would end up being probably in that second round where you're going to end up seeing another top five team. At that point, it's just the better players on the other team. and What do you do? Depth, depth is really great for late playoffs and regular season. They, they'd get smashed by somebody. <laughs> I mean, they would ultimately run into whether it be Kyrie or Giannis. And, I mean, if Kawhi's not there, I mean, you're giving up a lot when it comes to that. So, because they're lacking that superstar, I think they're, they're going to win a lot of games, but not a championship contender by any means. Um, and lastly, question came in from our buddy Tyson. Has Jamal Murray passed Andrew Wiggins as Canada's best basketball player? One, two, three. Yes! yes. Yes. Glaringly. It's not even close. Murray last year, 18-4 and nearly 5. Wiggins, 18-5-2. Ultimately, Murray makes people better. He's younger. He can shoot. He, he doesn't, doesn't take mope. plays off. 
I mean, I loved Andrew Wiggins coming out of Kansas. I just think there's something about Minnesota that got to him or something. Maybe getting caught in town shadow and having Butler probably make him cry at practice. But yeah. it just doesn't seem like Andrew Wiggins is... He's definitely not Canada's best basketball player now. He may not even be second best yeah, we'll see what RJ this does. time next year because mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett may pass him as well. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that he, he could figure things out. I think he just needs a new home. Just get him on a different team. Let's see if he can kind of uh, recoup and, and get back to what we thought he might be. I hope he can get that opportunity soon because if they let that contract run out my fear is that there's going to be a team that isn't going to take a shot on them and that could become messy for them uh for sure but that wraps things up for episode two of the shooter shoot podcast as i said at the start we are now part of the squib kick radio network shout out to them yeah and so uh if you guys are looking for a great football podcast be sure to check out the squib kick radio pod as well as our buddies over at Three Batter Minimum, who do a killer job on their baseball podcasts. Uh, And thanks for tuning in.